0: Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the Gospel for today, we read once again from John's Gospel. Now, today's Gospel, the Church refers to as the bread of life discourse that Jesus gives the apostles at the time of his Last Supper. Now, unlike the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, in John's Gospel, he displays the description of the Last Supper in terms of this lengthy discourse or homily. Again, appreciate the context in which this Gospel is set in. Jesus is with his apostles. They're in the upper room celebrating the Last Supper. Jesus is spending his last few hours in this world with his apostles before his passion, death, and resurrection. And so, Jesus is telling the apostles something that they absolutely need to know. It's almost like his last will and testament. A good analogy would be, take a family member, or maybe a person that you deeply respect and admire, and they're dying. Well, you come to them, and you sit at their bedside, and this person now tells you some of the most important things they learned about life so that you will be able to apply those things and benefit by them. Well, the natural tendency is for you to listen very carefully, almost hanging on every word that this person is speaking to you, sitting on the edge of your seat. Well, that's exactly what's happening right now with Jesus and his apostles. Jesus is imparting his last words of wisdom upon the apostles, trying to make sure, That the apostles understand the faith and the teaching of it, so that they're prepared to carry on the mission of the church. See, this is why our church carefully positions these readings together during the season of Easter, because we need to listen to them ourselves. We need to listen to Jesus and hang on his very words. Listen to them very carefully. Now, notice how the passage begins. Jesus says, I am the true vine. My Father is the vine grower. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. Well, What's the implication? Jesus is the only source of life. There is no other. And we are grafted onto Jesus Christ at the moment of our baptism, as Paul tells us in Romans chapter 6, verse 4. John, we learned last week, he uses these organic images to teach us about Jesus and our relationship with him. Notice what he says in John six fifty three: Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you will not have life within you. Or just earlier, John six thirty five, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Well, these are all organic images, images of life, that tell us what we need to do in order to survive, not just in this world, but the world to come the world we are all tending to, which is heaven. Now, one can only speculate that John, because he uses all these organic images, he could have been a farmer or worked close to the earth. Now, Jesus continues. He says, unless you remain in me, you will not have life. Now, the Greek word that he uses here is mane, which means remain in a something. Jesus continues. He says, I remain in the Father. Well, just as a plant has to remain in the ground, rooted in the ground, in order to live, just as a fish must remain in water, or it will die, or even us, we have to remain in an atmosphere that is filled with oxygen in order for us to survive. And see, this is precisely the point that John is trying to make here in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus is not simply another great teacher amongst many. Well, he is, but he's more than that. He's not just simply a great moral example amongst many. He is, but he's more than that. Jesus is the very source of life itself. That's why he says, Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. Now, Jesus' image is very much like Paul's image. Remember, Paul's image is the church, we... The church is the body, and Jesus Christ is the head. That's how closely we are connected to Christ. Also, we have to realize and understand, the church is not just a collection or a club of like-minded people. The church is much more than that. That's why Jesus, he says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. Well, what's the implication here? Well, do you want your faith to bear spiritual fruit? Of course you do. That's why you practice your faith. You pray every day. You come to Mass. Well, we have to remain grafted onto Jesus Christ. If we're not grafted onto Christ, if we're drawing life from something else in this world, we're not going to bear fruit, and our faith won't grow. Is this hard language to take? Absolutely. But stop and think is it really that hard for us? Now, we live right now in a culture in which we feel somewhat comfortable with people telling us what to do and how to live our life. I'll give you some examples of this. You go to your doctor for an annual checkup, your doctor tells you what you need to do to have good health. He says, you know, Eat a balanced diet, you know, cut out or watch you know, your cholesterol and your salt intake, exercise on a regular basis, stop smoking. Now, why does he tell you that? Because your physician knows how the body is built and what promotes good health. If you do those things, you'll probably enjoy good health. But what if you don't change? You don't follow his instructions. You continue to eat a diet that is filled with junk food. You don't exercise. Well, your physician will say, you know, you're slowly killing yourself. Eventually, you're going to have a stroke or maybe even a heart attack. Your response, how dare you? How dare you impose this new lifestyle upon me? Your physician will say, hey, I'm just telling you the facts. I'm just telling you what makes your body experience good health. You can take it or leave it. Well, you leave his office and you go to the gym and you meet with your trainer. The trainer tells you a bunch of different exercises for you to do. He'll say, well, you need to do these exercises, these aerobic exercises to strengthen your heart and these other exercises to strengthen your skeletal muscles. Your response, how dare you? How dare you tell me that I have to do all these exercises? When I don't want to, the trainer will say to you, Hey, I'm just telling you what makes the body healthy and strong. You can take it or leave it. Well, Jesus in the gospel for today is saying something similar as it pertains to matters of faith. What he's telling us isn't something arbitrary, nor is it something that is a burden, makes our lives challenging. Instead, he's simply laying out the facts. Just as our body flourishes and declines under certain conditions, so too the soul works the same way. If we're grafted onto Jesus Christ, our soul and our faith will flourish and be strengthened. But if we're not grafted onto Christ, instead onto something else in this world, Jesus tells us in the gospel, it will wither away. So you say to yourself, well, okay, well, what does that mean to be grafted onto Jesus, to remain in him? Well, in the last few minutes of this homily, I want to give you some concrete ways to always remain in Jesus. The first way to remain in Jesus, a steady participation in a life of prayer. Prayer opens us up. It opens our heart, our mind, our soul, our will, and our intellect. It keeps us rooted in who we are in relationship to God keeps us plugged in or connected to God. The Eucharist. There is a grace that we receive being in the physical presence of the Eucharist. That's one of the reasons why we come to Mass every week. Now, one of the nice things about the Holy Hours that we established at the beginning of Lent is we're reminded about the power of the Eucharist. It has the power to transform us, renew us, and gives us the promise of eternal life. Now more than ever, During these challenging times of our country, we have to stay close to the Eucharist. Another way for us to remain in Jesus and be grafted onto Him, engage in a lifestyle of stewardship, become the person that God created you to be. Share your prayers and your prosperity, share your skills and abilities. And you know, if you want to see a beautiful portrait of what stewardship looks like, Read Acts of the Apostles in the New Testament. Acts of the Apostles describes our early church and its conception and how it grows and develops because people shared their gifts for the express purpose of building up the church. They shared their gifts of administration, preaching and teaching, pastoral ministry. Another way for us to remain grafted onto Jesus Christ, engage in lifelong faith formation, Take advantage of all the opportunities that we have in our parish to grow in our faith, recognizing faith won't grow if you don't want to know. Today, Jesus gives us a powerful image. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Remain in me. Well, Jesus is the only source of life for us in this world. We must always remain grafted onto Jesus Christ. Today, Jesus is simply laying out the facts, everything that we need to know and do for our faith to grow and flourish, now and always. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.